This is the More Than Work podcast, where we talk all about how to gain more satisfaction in your job. It's possible to enjoy your life and your work, because business is personal. Hey, More Than Workers. Have you ever started in a new job and thought to yourself, what role do I play here? Have you ever thought about what is it that you do uniquely well inside that job that would make you ultimately successful? Searching for your talents is something that we talk about a lot, but how do you find yourself? And this conversation came up on our team with our own Mary Ling. Mary, how are you doing today? I'm doing really good, Don. Thanks for asking. Mary, we're excited that you're with us and we're excited that you brought us this topic because it's a topic you brought it up and we were all like, yes. We've all experienced the same kind of thing before. And the idea is Mary has been with PeopleCentric now for five months now. Is that right? Four or five months? Yeah. Yeah. Five months. She's going on vacation there soon, but she keeps bringing that up, by the way. Side note, she'll bring it up again. You'll hear about it again. But one of the things that Mary has been talking about is trying to find her niche on our team. We have a really good high-performing team and we've gotten to learn each other and learn how can we each support each other and put ourselves in positions where we can hit it out of the park. And Mary has struggled a little bit saying like, what do I hit out of the park? What do I know that I'm good at that I can do better than anybody else so that I can find my niche? Mary, is that right? Is that, did I describe that well? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a go-getter when it comes to the job and wanting to be successful and I'm very loyal and supportive. And so I'm trying to, I'm, I'm watching everybody on our, on our team do all these amazing things. And I'm sitting back going, oh my gosh, well, what do I do? That's amazing. I, like, I want to be amazing. I want to be amazing so that you guys can be amazing -er. and that may not be a word. So I might've just made it up brought to you by people-centric podcasting group. Thank you very much. It's a word. Everybody knew what you meant. So it's a word. That's a thing. Yeah. So Mary brought that up and we immediately all started jumping and saying, first of all, Mary, like you've made our lives much better being on our team, not just by who you are, but also by the work that you've done and all that stuff. And I know I'm not supposed to gush you with compliments during all this. We talked about this ahead of time, but all of that stuff. Yeah. But now I'm doing that, but uh, but I think the, the, the topic is something that we talked about that we've all been through. And we think a lot of you have probably been through that too. Have you gotten into a job? Do you really understand what you do uniquely well that makes you special? Do you understand where you contribute? Where can you really hit the ball out of the park? Not just in the skills you have, but by the talents you have. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. How do you find your best fit inside of an organization? Diana, is that something that you've, you've struggled with in your career? How, or how have you tried to find your fit, your unique talents? Yeah, I mean, I, I often say that if I hadn't started working for PeopleCentric, I don't know that I would have known the breadth and depth of my talents. I think I knew like, oh, you're good at organization, right? Like these very broad categories or you're good at logistics, right? Like there's, there's broad categories that I think I could have said that I was good at. And I do believe in our interview, when you were interviewing me, I did find things that I thought I could help you with, right? I was like very clear that I could help you. That's not but... how you said it. That's not how you said it, Diana. How did you say it? I don't know. I what I don't rem, I don't remember. I you've heard me tell this story a thousand times. I have. I have. Maybe you should just tell it. Diana sat across from me and she she was asking questions and she switched from interview mode into like I'm already working for you kind of mode 
and she got this weird look on her face like she was looking at us like oh my gosh like well what kind of filing system do you have we were laughing like what <laughs> where do you have a phone system here and like no we don't have phones like I mean we had nothing we had nothing nothing and she, and she just sat back and she goes oh my gosh you guys really need me don't you I that's don't remember she, that that's what she said I don't remember that but yes. the thing is <laughs> they did need me we were and she was right and that's why we'd hired her but I could tell that there were things that I could do for you. Right. And I think everybody understands that moment when they're like, no, I could do this job. There are things that I can contribute. I get it. But as far as really honing in on my unique talents and skills, I don't think I had ever considered doing that yet. And I didn't know how to do that yet. And so since working at people centric, we do a lot of assessments. We do lots of introspection. We do lots of deep dives. We get to work with tons and tons of different companies and different projects. And you can kind of feel your way out and say, wow, I'm really good at this. And I can tell that I'm good at this because no one else really is getting it or I'm real bad at this. And I struggled through that. So I think there's, because of the nature of people centric, I've been able to deep dive into that a little bit more. Whereas I am not sure that most people get that experience or that ability to deep dive into their own strengths and talents. Yeah, I'm sure people listening right now, some of them have said, yes, I have done that journey myself. And I've learned a lot from that. But I'll bet a heck of a lot have gone like, I'm not sure I've been through that. Like, I don't know what my strengths exactly are. I know what the assessments say, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about that process and what that looks like. And it's, it's more than the assessment. I think we all agree with that. But first, I want to check in with Bethany here too, and kind of see if you've had that experience in your career as well, trying to find your strengths and where you fit. Yeah, we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording too, because I think there's a difference between understanding like, okay, I've developed a skill set, but I don't know if it's like the, those are my strengths. Like I know how to do this thing. I do that and I contribute that in a job, but I don't know. That's not something that I effortlessly do and get really passionate and excited about. Sometimes those things coexist, but that's not always true. So I know that, you know, in previous jobs, I, you know, I knew how to do the job. I did it fine. I did well at the job, I think, but I don't think I knew a hundred percent, like what my actual strengths were. And I took right before I started at people centric, I took the strengths finder quiz test and I figured out what my top five were, but I don't know. I don't think I understood how those how those were showing up practically in the work that I did really until now. So one of mine is strategic. I don't think I really understood like what my strategic strength looked like practically speaking until I started working in this job and I had opportunities to flex that muscle a little bit and demonstrate that. And so now I see it a lot more and I'm like, oh yeah, that's something that I do really well. And here's how I use it in this job specifically. And there are other examples of that too, but it's taken um, some time to, to learn those things. So I think there's a lot to, there's probably a lot more to say to that, but to answer your first question, yes, I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like, you know, I, I like that example specifically because you took the strengths finder and it told you you were strategic. And so what, what was your, do you remember your reaction to that? The first time you read that, like, okay, I'm strategic. I thought this is great. I th- think that sounds really cool. I don't know. 
Sweet. <laughs> Yay. I love that I'm still me. What does that mean though? Yeah. yeah. Right? Where does that mean? And how does that play out? How did it capture that in this test? What, like, I do kind of wish I knew specifically, what are the questions that were, that they asked me that helps the, you know, helps the algorithm or whatever for this quiz say she is strategic. It's you a know, very strategic question too, by there the way. There you go. <laughs> I was going to point that out. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Now, Mary, you've taken the strengths finder as well, like that assessment, mm. right? I have. Yeah. And what kinds of, what insights did you get from that? And then maybe what insights did you not get from that? Maybe like what, where, where, where did it take you on your journey? How far did it take you? And then where did it leave you? So when I did the strengths finder, I think I took it like three different times in a row. So I, I took it a lot, but my strengths were pretty consistent. And so I'm like high reliability or is it responsibility, Diana responsibility. Yeah. Okay. I knew I could look to her for the head nod. Um, high responsibility, high consistency and high adaptability are like the three that hung in there through all of my, all of my things. And I think harmony's in there too, but like on the lower end of the top five for harmony. So I thought that was pretty cool, right? Because then it was like, oh, well, I know I'm responsible. Like, I know I come to work and I know I do my job and like, that's what you're supposed to do, right? You're supposed to show up and you're supposed to get work done. And then you're supposed to be motivated to want to do better, right? I, I, I appreciate that about you for sure. I mean, I, I just think everybody <laughs> should be like that. That's, that's called work ethic. I just, okay. So big deal, right? What, I don't know. What is that? How does that translate into other things? Same with the consistency and the adaptability. We can write a new process. Fine. We can change. Okay. Yeah. I'll be a little stubborn about it, but once it's over, I'll be fine. And we'll go through it. That's great. But I didn't know what that meant for me. What did I do with that? I don't know. So no, I did it. I took that, but it didn't really, doesn't really define that I connect well with people naturally, but that didn't say that anywhere in there. Hmm. But you feel like that's a strength. I mean, it's been pointed out a time or two. <laughs> so well, now I'm aware that it's a strength. <laughs> well, that's a great point because I mean, you take the assessment, right? So you read that for yourself, but you're only reading it within your own context, your own perception of what you can see. So I also think it's funny, by the way, that you have, we've talked about this consistency and adaptability. A lot of times when you look at those two things, those sound like those would be opposite ends of a spectrum. Yours are right next to each other. And then I also think it's really funny when you said that, that's why I took the test three times back to back just to make sure it was the same, that sounds very consistently adaptable uh, to me, but yeah. it, it sounds like there's part of this journey would mean that you can take the assessments to get some initial data, but it sounds like then we need somebody outside of our own head to help us figure out then what does that mean? Why is that different? Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, it, it, I, and you know, we're, I think we're going to have to help define that for people. For me, I've been fortunate enough to have a couple of mentors along the way that have you know, said, Hey, you know, this is what you're good at. And I'm like, huh, let me, let me know on that for a little bit, you know, and then I'll figure out if it's right or not. But, you know, having the, having the psychologically safe place to have that conversation with somebody and then trusting that person and their feedback is what really allows me to start to see my strengths, my natural strengths. And it's not things that I go out and I try to do every day. You know, I watch uh, Matt on our team who will give a shout out to since he's not here today, but I watched Matt and he just naturally has this engagement with people and he can just 
do any presentation and it's, it's incredible to watch him. And each one of you have the, these different strengths that are so admirable. And I'm just like, okay, how do I craft that in myself? How can I make that happen? And then it seems like it's so much work and energy that it almost becomes more frustrating. Yeah. That, that's something I've seen a lot of people on our team struggle with is you come in and watch somebody else do something and we try to copy the way they do it. Yeah. I was going to say that. Works. Yeah. Go ahead, Me too. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, I think that the same thing. Yeah. Coming in initially and just thinking like we do, and it's, that's cool because you do, you, you see what other people's natural strengths and abilities are. And you think, wow, I really want to be great at that. But then pretty soon you realize like, I, that's, it, that's not my thing. And I'm not, that's not my natural strength. And so this is not, sometimes those are not things that you can develop, right? We talk about strengths of like, sometimes those are, those are not things that you can change and develop. Those are there. You can get better at some of those things, but that doesn't mean you are naturally gifted in those areas. And so you have to figure out like, what are the things that, that I'm talented at and that are natural for me? And then how do I find the right opportunities to use those things? It's exhausting whenever you try to take on strengths that are not necessarily yours or your weaknesses, I guess. Yeah. You can do it for a while. Maybe yeah. you might be able to fake it for a little while, but you're, right. you're not gonna be able to fake it for a long time because it takes so much energy. Diana, you know, you've been with people centric the longest. It's been almost, what is it? 35 years. <laughs> it feels like it, it feels <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, at least More 10 generations of people centric. Yeah. Yeah. My whole so, life. I mean, so, so can you think of an early time in your people-centric career where you thought, wow, I really could hit that out of the park. Like, that's the thing I do better than most other people. This is where I really start to connect, like where I can start to use my strengths to really contribute uniquely to this team. Oh, man. I think in the beginning, it was really the like foundation, right? I can build a solid foundation for anything because my brain must have the context and the information and I have to build that foundation before my brain can even move forward. So in the beginning, it was like, well, let's build a process for this so that it's always good and we can figure this out forever. And then I think as we went on, I started looking for the places where Matt would come to me and be like, hey, can you do this thing for me? And I'm not talking like, hey, will you print this for me? Because you're better at printing, right? It was more like, hey, I can tell that you are very good at understanding the payment side of billing, right? Can you help walk through our client through this payment side of billing? And then I also started to notice when, you know, you, Don, would say things like, oh, actually, Diana's better at that than me. Why don't you go ask her? Or if I need something on that topic, I'm going to go ask Diana. I don't I don't do that. So when other people were saying specifically, like, I'm not going to do that because I'm not as good as it at her as she is that's when I would like perk up and be like, oh, maybe, maybe that's a thing that I do that I didn't know that I do that I just do. And so I had to start listening for those moments of like, when are people drawing me in and claiming that I'm an expert at something? Cause I don't recognize it in myself. Why do we think it's hard to recognize? I think it's a great example. I think it's a great story. It's you recognize, you knew you were organized coming in. Like that was not, that was a no duh. In the interview process, you immediately picked up, like these are the things that are missing and you laid out and I, we need to build all those things. So you jumped into that, but it took other people to call out, you know, hey, you do this because you're better than me. And it was specific. 
And this is a question for anybody. Why do you think we as humans kind of resist that when other people tell us we're doing something well? Why, why do we need that? Why do we need somebody else to tell us that? I think for me, it's just that like, it's so natural that it doesn't feel, I didn't, I don't realize that other people don't think or do it the way that I do it. Right, Bethany? Yeah. You don't feel like it's unique to you because you, you do it. Yeah. It's, this is just what I do. This is just how I work. This is just how I think, whatever it is until somebody, until you have somebody who stops and points out that like, no, not everybody thinks this way, or that's not how everybody would do, or that's actually not how I was going to approach that. But I like that the way that you're thinking about it, you know, and having somebody who can partner with you to highlight those things is super important because we don't, sometimes we just don't think about it as a, as a strength or a talent until somebody says it. So it's such a part of us, like our talents are such an integrated part from us. It's hard to notice them because they've always been there. So when somebody else says that's weird that you can do that, then it becomes, then it kind of jumps out to us. Mm -hmm. Is that, is that what we're kind of saying? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Cause otherwise you're, I think like for me, I'm spending so much time and energy trying to figure out what that strength is or what that skill is. And I'm focusing on all the areas. And I'm like, could I be good at that? I'm like, let's use job descriptions for an example. I might shoot myself in the foot for the rest of my career here, but I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't like to write job descriptions. And I was in HR for 10 years. Don's face is like, uh Oh, <laughs> where are we going? Here's but- a secret. No one likes writing job descriptions, Mary. <laughs> No fun. You can't say that though. That's not true. That's not true. I know. I know. Somebody does. Somebody does. That's the thing. Somebody does. Just no one here. No one here. (laughs) But I will work so hard to do it, to get it done, to make it for what somebody needs to be, that it doesn't matter if it's a it's a skill or not. So I will spend so much more energy trying to get those things done. You know, Don, it reminds me, you, you made the comment one day about eating the frog. I think the tasks, eating the frog, Bethany, he'll have to share it again, but he talks I don't about- know about this frog either. What are you, are you talking about, about the elephant? Oh, did we not have that? I thought we had that, that on a, a different one. Okay. Well, we can describe the eating. No, not eating the elephant. Eating <laughs> okay. The frog. Well, it's like, so go ahead and describe it, but so, then I'll, so- then I'll follow it. Okay, so Matt and I were at a conference a few months ago, and somebody said that one of the best ways to de-stress your day is so you make a list of the things that you need to do during the day, or you scan it, and everybody says, he says, you always have a frog on your schedule, and she said, the frog is the thing you have to eat the frog, like nobody thinks eating a frog would be a lot of fun, it's the, the worst thing you have to do during the day, and she'd say, eat the frog first, like if you have to do that one thing, because we spend a lot of extra time thinking about the things that we have to do that we don't want to do. And the eating the frog is probably something that you're doing outside your strengths. So like in Mary's example, the job descriptions, right? So if you have job descriptions, our natural tendency is to put that off till the end of the day, but it stresses us out through the entire day. It's in the back of our mind thinking, I have to go do this thing that I do not want to do. And it's going to be with you in the, the entire day. And this concept of eating the frog is you eat the frog first so that you can enjoy the rest of your meal. So I think that the job descriptions are my frog that I have to eat first thing in the day to just get that out of the way. And then everything else is, or, or anything else that might feel easier might be able to help define what the strengths are. I don't know, just a thought. I do think that looking at your frogs, so to speak, 
are a, not as an interesting way of thinking about the weakness uh, or our strengths. So, I mean, let's, let's go, let's go around our group here and let's talk about what our frogs are. What are some of the frogs that you, we all have on our regular job? What's the thing that you have that comes up occasionally in your job that, you know, you still have to do it, but you don't like doing it. Like it's the thing that you dread doing. So for Mary, it's the job description side, right? Or what about the rest of you? What, what is that? What's that look like? I could share mine if you want, need, need a little an extra second of time. Mine is, you know what mine is. Diana already knows what mine is. Well, you should say yours because I'm trying to formulate how to say mine without getting fired. <laughs> oh, oh, well. Everything, I hate it all. That's what don't she's going to say. worry no. about the not getting <laughs> fired. Okay. okay, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, so like mine is, mine is scheduling meetings. Yeah. Scheduling meetings and trying to get in front of somebody that is my frog. I hate doing it. Uh, it is a it is a mm-hmm. worthless task in my brain. It is too complicated. Mary. I love it. I will do that all day long for you. I mean, on top of the other. What? <laughs> really? Like seriously? Yeah, okay. I hate it too. Okay, a sorry, it's not my turn. Have but. you met the link? Okay, I'll go. I'll stop now. Okay, so that that's probably mine. Is doing is that Diana? You want to go next? Yeah. So I'm going to say this and then I'm going to like talk through it. Okay. I don't generally like leading meetings and I get that that's like a huge part of our job, but that it's, that is not what I was hired for. I am. I was not ever, ever supposed to do that. It has evolved into that and I am fine at it but it causes me anxiety. I have to be very ridiculously, insanely prepared. I like a lot of context. If I don't know the people, it's even worse for me. Like once I'm there and we're talking through it, it's fine. It's always okay. But like that, I would much rather sit behind my computer and stare at numbers and schedule things and figure out our finances and do billing and invoicing and HR and and payroll, like all all the behind the scenes stuff than like lead meetings. So it's, it's funny. So Diana and I literally were in a meeting today with a client today. And in that meeting, it was led by really the, the client led the meeting with Diana's help setting it up. The client led the yeah. meeting, but there were lots of times they're like, what do you think? What kind of feedback do you want to give and participating in it? And, da, 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 da. and the way that the meeting turned out was I spoke multiple times. Diana spoke only a couple of times. Diana ended up taking notes for the meeting. And I just, I was thinking about where the meeting should go and what the next meeting should look like and all of that. And I almost apologized to Diana after the meeting. And just, we just hadn't got to it yet because we jumped right into this podcast where I said, I'm sorry, I did not give you a chance to really step into that because in my mind, I'm thinking, Diana, we put you kind of in the back shelf on this meeting. But in your world, was that that's the kind of meetings you'd probably prefer to be in? Am I- a thousand percent, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah. like you lead it, I'll be insightful, I'll throw in things, I'll even take notes, I love taking notes. But like, please don't put the pressure of like me needing to lead that for you because I hate it. Okay, all right. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. we're seeing a pattern here. Bethany, what's your frog? So you took one of mine up, so I'll, t- I'll share another one. But yeah, I don't, I do not like scheduling meetings. It drives me crazy. I want to talk to people. I just don't want to set it up. (laughs) So that's, I struggle with that even personally too. Like I do it because I want to hang out with people and I like to have conversations with people and I want to get together one-on-one with people, especially, but like I struggle to like make, to make it happen. So there's that. 
other than that, I really, this is one of those things that's part of the job. I, and, and I might even like, I'm not even bad at it. Like, I feel like I'm pretty good at, uh, creating documents, filling those out, like writing all the stuff for, you know, client updates and deliverables and things like that. I don't love doing that kind of thing, like updating presentations, like it's just not my jam, but my favorite thing ever. Just call, just just call me. Just call me. <laughs> I, I will talk through it with somebody. I'll give them, here's the information that I want to be communicated in, in this for the client. Like I have the stuff in my brain. I just don't like sitting down and working in that space. One of much. my favorite jobs ever was filling out applications to get like loans, PPP loans, and like all the, all the idle stuff when no one knew how to do it and everyone's freaking out. I loved it. I dove deep. I figured it out. I think we got PPP money faster than any company on the planet. I was going to say, I have never seen Diana happier than when she was filling out the PPP forms. (laughs) It was so good. She navigated through that. And seriously, like we were so far ahead on the PPP we were, we were the first company of any company of all the companies that we work with. We got our PPP before anybody else did Yeah. anybody else did. And then we applied for idle money too. And we got that before they even implemented some rules on like how much you could even get. Yep. So that was kind of a funny thing. Like we got a weird amount of money and it was, yeah, because you were so far ahead of it. Yep. It was great. And I've never seen you so happy. I kept apologizing. <laughs> Every time I talked to Diana, I was like, I'm so sorry. You have to work through this. And Diana's like, this is fantastic. I love this. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, leave me alone, Don. I'm doing work over here. This is great. It was <laughs> I amazing. Wish, I wish you guys could see her face right now. Like she is like <laughs> glowing. Like I it's the best. It's my, I love filling out forms. Oh, I love it. I love so, it. So now, so it was pretty, so we went around the room now. We just asked like our frogs and I think everybody pretty well came up with them. And I feel like came, felt pretty energized about that discussion now I'm going to ask you for the other thing. What's the thing that you do hit out of the park? Like, give me one thing that you think that you just, you do better than most other people do. What's the, what's one of the things that you do? And it can't be, or it can't be something we've already talked about. If you want to, I'll get you off the hook there. Bethany. Okay. I'll go first. I forgot that I didn't uh, mute myself. So I, <laughs> we have a, I we have inadvertently raised my hand. <laughs> for checking that and Bethany just accidentally raised no, no, her hand. No, no, I'm good. But, I'm okay. good. So I'll, I guess. I'm trying to think about how to answer this question in a way like, like, do I share, should I share like things that I do in my job or just in bigger picture than that? Like in general, here are things. I think it's okay. I think we're just talking about our talents, which I think carry outside of work or inside of work too. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I think that something that I have learned that I'm pretty good at is connecting with people. And so that comes out in things like coaching. So I do a lot of coaching um, with people centric. And then I've also done some coaching with a nonprofit locally too. And that was something that when I jumped into that, I realized like, wow, this comes, this feels really natural for me. I really enjoy this. I get a lot of satisfaction when I walk away from those conversations most of the time. And so it's just those one-on-one connections with people. Yeah. Two of my top, two of my other top strengths, by the way, are belief and connectedness. And then one of my other ones is like, 
is futuristic. And so I think that plays a, a role in like how I lead those conversations too, um, because I'm using all of those things and how I connect with people because we're looking forward. I'm trying to help people think futuristically and I'm trying to like connect with them. I find commonalities and the things that I'm passionate about and they're passionate about um, and kind of build on those things. So I think that's one area I've discovered within this job too, that I like really nerd out with organizational design. I think it's really fun. I know that's probably when I say that some people are probably like, that's so weird. What is that? And why do you do that? (laughs) But it's really fun. And it's something I would have never, by the way, never have known that I really like that kind of a thing until I started in this job because people don't just look at org charts for fun usually. And so that's something that I've discovered here, but I see that same kind of strategic thought process in my personal life. Whenever I like, I really love like updating our home. So we kind of have a fixer upper. And so I've already like thought strategically about how the design is going to be and here are options and things that we, we could go this way or we could go this way. And if we did this, this is what we need to think about. And if we go this way, this is what we need to think about. And so I see it play out in different ways, but those are a couple of, those are a couple of the, the other, the other side of thing examples for me. I love that. And I think yeah, if you could see us all right now, our team is smiling and nodding because I think you hit it out of the park. I think you're absolutely right. I've seen Bethany coach people who didn't want to be coached, who had nothing in common with Bethany coming into it. I mean, zero in common common. and came in like hardcore, (laughs) like this isn't going to work. And I have seen Bethany reduce them to tears and just say like, okay, I'm going to bear my soul to Bethany in that direction. I've seen Bethany look at org charts before and she was with the, I tell, I've told this story several times, mm-hmm. uh, looked at an org chart of a hospital and sat down with the CEO of the hospital and said, I'd like to talk to that team, that team, that team, and that team. And the CEO was like, why do you want to talk to those team? Because those four teams are the lowest engagement scores in our organization. Like, how did you know to talk to those? And Bethany was just like, I could just tell by looking at the org chart that those were going to be problem areas. Like, I totally think that's, that's, that's those, that's right. You hit it out of the park, Bethany. Great job. Diana, you want to go next? Sure. I think that I have found that I am very good at systemic details, right? I can start to finish. I know all, I can figure it all out. There's not a hole for me. I fill the holes. I figure it out, start to finish. And so it, makes it good for when I'm doing operational things or building a process or trying to get people to think through how they're going to install or implement something like start to finish. And I actually really like doing that. I like being like, it's going to break right here. And I know it, but okay, you, you do it that way. And then come back to me when you're ready. Cause it, I, I can see where it's going to break. And I like, I like all the little details. I also have realized that I'm very good at finding simple solutions to things. I think there's a lot of times when people, people who like details sometimes get way too far in the weeds and I'm able to pull them out and be like, Hey, wait a minute, this you've, you've listed 10 solutions, but like these two things are very easy to do and it would solve your problem. And let's just do that. Like the simplest solution is usually the easiest one. And it's really easy for me to find that simple solution and move it forward. What else? I think Can I, I add to that. Can I yeah. affirm that? I know okay, maybe yeah. we're not doing that right now, but I, I just want to affirm it because I think like you're talking about the simple solution and I've totally come to you for that, where it's like, I'm getting in my head and I'm like, I have all of these thoughts and ideas and I, I need to like execute on something, but I'm like, Diana, 
I don't know. I need your help. Like, how do I, and you're just like, you just like simplify it for me and say like, let's do this and let's do this. And I'm like, yes, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And I think I do that uh, for Don a lot too. You know, he's, you're an engineer, Don, and you create things often that make my head kind of melty. And I have to be like, dude, why did, why don't you just do it this way? And then he'd be like, ah, yeah, that sings. That makes sense. Yeah. That that happens frequently. I'll bring something. Diane and I frequently have the conversation of, Hey, I think there's some value in this and I will show something. And Diana will ask a bunch of questions and peel a bunch of the junk off of it and then show it up and it shows up shiny and it's a good idea. Mm -hmm. Like, like it ends up being there, but that's why we work so well together. Yeah. Yeah. But totally agree. There's many systems in our company, really a lot of things that we do. Like when you look back and see, how do we do those things? A lot of those came from Diana and saying, okay, here's Mm -hmm. the way that we need to do the system. And when we've had anybody from the outside, occasionally look inside, like professional service people that have looked inside, they're generally pretty impressed when they look in, like for a company of our size, like geez, the sophistication of what you guys are doing here, the simple sophistication, I'll say it that way is, is off the charts. We do a great job. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Mary, you want to well suited. You are well suited. Yeah. Mary, you want to take a shot? Okay. So in the time that I've been here, I'm still trying to figure this out. And what's interesting is I've like in my career before, I kind of had an inkling of what I was kind of good at, but it's, it's just starting to maybe show a little bit more, but problem solving for me is something that I like to do. So I like to fix things. And if somebody is like, let's say there's a light fixture that doesn't work. Like, I want to know why it's not working. And I want, I either, I either want to learn from whomever's figuring it out so that if it ever happens again, I can be a resource for somebody, or I want to be able to fix it myself, but I prefer the first one. So I prefer the professional to come in and be like this wire and this and that. So that way I'm more educated on the light fixture itself. And then I think the other thing is like connectedness. So I just love to connect with people. I have a daily goal to make one person smile every day. And that's been, there's a a story behind it, but that's like been my goal for life. And like, I just love to have conversations with people and I want people to leave my surrounding in a better mood than what they came in. I I would say that that's, that's what I have found so far. What do you guys think? I think that's, that's, yeah, I was going to say she's, it's funny, like, it wasn't a work example, but it was at work. And she, there were, well, the day that there was a leak above us and there was, and Mary was like, she just got up and she started like, first of all, she just like took action immediately. So she kind of, she's like, when I hear an opportunity, when I hear a problem, I'm like, I'm going to jump to action and I'm going to go and figure, I'm going to try to figure it out. And so you got up and you start like looking at the ceiling and like assessing, like, what you think the leak is coming from, like, what's, what is the room above it? Like, and I'm like, let's just put a bucket under it. Well, let's call the landlord. And you're like, no, no, no. Like, I think this might be the bathroom above us. And, but I'm going to look in, like, you're like assessing all this stuff and, um, and trying to solve the problem, which I think is great. The other, you did this the other day too, like the blinds too. You were like, this is, why is this broken though? Like what's going on back behind the scenes here? I can help you with that, Mary. Side note later. Okay. Yeah, yeah there's <laughs> another problem. But but I've but I've observed it in that way. And then and then the other one that you said, what was the other one that you said? I had a thought for it. Oh, connecting, connecting with people. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's true. You do connect well with people. And I think that you, oh, it was something that you said of like trying to make people smile every day too. I think that you have like two things. One, I think that you're really good at seeing the positive and trying to remind people of the like, here's like, people often go to the worst case scenario. You often go to this is the best case scenario. Let's like try to change our mindset towards that, which I think is awesome. Um, the other thing you are really good at is you're really good at just cheering people on. And when we are in those team settings, you're really good at just trying to like get people pumped up and excited about what we're doing and acknowledging their own progress that they've made on something. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, Mary does a kick-ass job. Can I say kick-ass on our podcast? job of ass on tv so yeah oh yeah that's probably fine like like when we do core teams like we've noticed that mary's got she's hit the ground running so like we're trying to solve problems with groups of employees inside of a company it combines the connectedness and the problem solving opportunity and we've been calling mary like a cheerleader because she the way she does it but i think it's also because she naturally leads connects with that group to want to try to solve those problems and take that to a different level which is awesome yeah i totally agree with that that's cool Okay, good. Where should we go next? Yeah, I think we are Diana, you got an idea. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, I think we've all talked through these and I bet we each have come up with our own thoughts on how to sort of assess those. And so like, maybe we can give some tips on what we think we should do to assess our strengths. Well, let's do that. So that's great. So I think what we just did is we kind of did a micro process there of almost like, how could we do this? How could you think through this? Hopefully as as a listener, you might've been going through the same process. Like what were my frogs? And then what are some of what do you think your strengths are? But if you're listening to this in your car or out for a walk or something like that, the problem is you're by yourself, right? So I think what was cool about this exercise for us as a team doing this is we could see each other and then we could point to each other Yes, I've seen that. And here's where I've seen that happen. And I'll bet there's been times too, where we've pointed to each other and said things that we didn't expect that we were good at. And so we also need that feedback for each other. So just what are our takeaways from this process and this discussion so far in terms of what are the best ways to find your talents and find out where you should fit? Yeah, I think there was one time you said something to me like, or something about it in passing. And you were like, oh, Diana can do that with both hands tied behind her back or it was something to that effect. And I kind of, in that moment, I was like, oh, he's right. I don't struggle to do that at all. It's something that other people struggle with. I think it, I think it was scheduling, honestly, I don't remember now, but I, you know, I was like, oh yeah, that is like, I, it takes zero thought for me. I don't worry about it. It's not on my radar as something that's a challenge, but okay, cool. So I kind of want people to start thinking about the things that they could do with both hands tied behind their back. What are the things that you're like, no problem. I totally get it. And I think those, those might lead you to some of your strengths. Love that. That's good. And with that, like, don't negate those things either, because again, we, we often think that those are like, those are so natural to us. Like, of course, like that's dumb. Everybody does that or everybody thinks like that. And that's just not true. So don't negate those things when you, when you process through and write those things down or however you want to like go through that don't, yeah, don't discount yourself um, on those things either. Because again, I think Don has also pointed that out. There was a conversation. I don't remember what it was. And I said something like that, like, well, you know, like I kind of shrugged something off and he was like, no, that's not how everybody thinks about that. And I was like, 
oh, really? <laughs> like it was really surprising to me. And I'm so glad that there was somebody that could do that for me. And so I think that is really valuable is to make sure that you have somebody who can talk through those things with you or just letting them know that that's something that I really want to have a better understanding of. Can you help highlight those for me whenever you see them? And if you are a manager listening to this too, think about how you can highlight the strengths for your employees and ask them some of these questions or point some of those things out or challenge them whenever they sort of brush off the things that they naturally do or, you know, any of those things that we've been talking about. Um, I think as a, as a manager, as a leader, you have a really big opportunity to make your team more effective by doing that. I love that. Look for opportunities to help others discover their strengths. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to piggyback on the piggyback here. I think that when like, let's take it to the workplace. So in the workplace, just giving that valuable feedback to your coworkers, creating that psychological safe place to have that conversation and trust the people in the room that are having that conversation and listen for those, that feedback. So look for the positive (laughs) here, here I go. Look for the positive in the conversation and think about what comes easy to you, what you like to do um, easy. And then what's really cool is find your partners. So like, no problem, Don, Diana, I, or Don and Bethany, I got you. Like if we need to just say, Mary, get this on the calendar for me or whatever, just throw it over to my way. I'll take it. No problem. And Diana, you and I can connect really well because some of the things like, I just want to kind of throw it out there and somebody kind of go do all that and then bring it back. And we tie it up together in a pretty bow. So like, there are things that I feel like we can partner with and you could partner too in your organization with these people to get things done. And sometimes people might say, oh, but it's more work on them. Surprisingly, what takes you 27 minutes might take somebody three. So think about that when you're having your conversations and finding your partners too. Super powerful. Love that partner for performance. Yeah. And I think it was funny, even our team going through this, as much as we've talked about this, it's how much of those things it, it's, I'm going to go back to kind of what Bethany said before about the idea of allow yourself to be good and acknowledge that that's good. <laughs> don't minimize that. But I'm also, on the flip side of that is also don't don't rob other people the chance to use their strengths by feeling bad about getting up, giving up the thing that you, to me, like, like even Mary, as you offer that of like, Hey, I'll help you schedule meetings or Diana helps me with that all the time. I always feel bad when I do it and I shouldn't like, you have to get over that. Like, that's not the thing you're allowing me to do that. I, I like Diana doesn't, I, Diana shouldn't feel bad for letting me kind of run that meeting earlier. Cause I love doing that. I have, I had a great time in that meeting. I enjoyed it. That was me being able to do what I do well. Yeah. I was going to say, I did that with Diana the other day for like, I was like, we need to put together some content, but I don't want to sit down and create a presentation by myself. And so can I just talk and you like pull this all together and I'm really, really sorry for how I'm doing. Like, I kept apologizing. Like, I'm like, I'm, is this okay? Do you like, are you mad about how we're doing this? <laughs> she was like, no. Fine. Yeah. But I kept feeling bad too. So that's yeah. funny. So and I was your- trying to think how to problem solve it too. So I was like, let me come back tomorrow, ladies, and let me help you. <laughs> this is why one of our values is team is because we recognize that none of us have all of the answers, but we all have an important piece to that. And when we talk about being people centric, we talk about being empowered and aligned and the empowered is so that we can all leverage all of our unique individual strengths, but we can do it in an aligned way so that we can 
bring those things together. Just like the Wonder Twins, for those of you who are old enough to know what I'm talking about there, Wonder Twins Unite. Nope. That's a very old reference, man. It's a very old Super Friends reference. Uh, those no. of you that, I was uh, born in their 90s, early 90s. I have no idea. John oh. <laughs> graduated in the early 90s. Yeah, I, well, I was born before yeah. that, but I think. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that hurt. That hurt. Well, I hope that you all continue that journey. Don't do it alone. Do it with others. So find, find people that you trust and share with them share what they do well share what you do well and and continue that journey because i think it's a lifelong journey i don't think anybody ever completely figures all of that out but the more opportunities you can to pass your frogs to other people and spend the areas that are that are less frog-like for yourself are really your best opportunities to work better as individuals and as a team so i hope you enjoyed this topic uh, we'd love to hear some more topics from you all or feedback. If you're enjoying this and you just want to send us love and praise, please send us love and praise and appreciation. We would take that and share that with our team. We love when we get that. Or if you have criticism, keep it to yourself. We don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear that. Be positive. Be positive. Don't be a hater. But if you have topics, don't be that a hater. if you have topics you'd love for us to be able to present, please reach out to us and let us know. And how can they reach out to us, Diana? There are multiple ways you can reach out to us. You almost can't not reach out to us. That's what I'm going to say. You almost can't not. We're There's in the backseat so of your car right now is what. We're everywhere. Is. We're everywhere. So yeah, you can find us on the website, www.peoplecentric.com. There's a place you can connect and uh, it's like contact us and we're all on there. You can contact any of us. You can email us directly at morethanwork at peopleccg.com. We are on all of the social media platforms. Our handles are at peoplecentric or at peopleccg. So find us, interact with us. We love hearing from all of you. Thanks for joining our podcast. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the More Than Work podcast. Join us next time. And in the meantime, lead well. Well.